Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. I have the pleasure of introducing our guest speaker this morning, our own Harlow Robinson. Harlow Robinson is an author, lecturer, and a professor of history at Northeastern University. Harlow has been a proud member of Arlington Street Church since 2003 and has served on the Worship Committee and the Prudential Committee. He and his husband, Robert Hawley, were married at ASC in 2004. And now let's welcome up Harlow. Thank you. Thank you all, especially for being here on this warm day. I'll try to keep you cool. For attractive lips speak words of kindness. That was a beauty tip from Audrey Hepburn. For attractive lips speak words of kindness. Random acts of kindness can happen in the most unexpected places, and I guess that's why they're called random. And they can have the most unexpected results. One Monday morning in the middle of the endless winter of 2015 that we endured so long ago. Doesn't that seem like a distant memory? <laughs> I was on my way to work, bundled in boots and sweater and coat and scarf and gloves. I was riding the T on the orange line from Forest Hills to Ruggles. As usual, I was engrossed in reading something, my normal act of defense against unwanted human contact while using public transit. <laughs> Living in a large city like Boston, we bump up against our fellow citizens all the time without really seeing them. We look through each other as we hurtle through the subway tunnels, brought together by necessity and not by choice. I didn't even really notice the young woman who sat down next to me at one of the stops. My eyes were focused on my pocket calendar in my hand as I was planning out my week. Yes, I still use a pocket calendar. <laughs> when we reached my stop at Ruggles, I gathered up my briefcase and belongings, or at least I thought I had gathered them up, from my lap and set out towards the escalator rising from the platform. I was already gliding upwards when I saw the young woman who had been sitting next to me emerge from the train, still stopped at the platform to receive passengers. She ran towards me across the crowded platform and reached up to hand me my pocket calendar. In a perfect silent gesture that went so smoothly, it felt like choreography. She didn't even have to say anything like, I think you left this behind. And I was very grateful that she did not give me a judgmental look. Thank you, thank you, was all I could say. Managed to respond as I ascended the escalator and she sprinted back towards the train and her own belongings left behind in her seat. 
that in my early morning state of absent-mindedness, I had left my pocket calendar behind on the seat of the train was now clear. Understanding how important a calendar can be and the personal information it might contain, this anonymous young woman reacted spontaneously with empathy and kindness. She even risked not getting back onto the train in time by running after me. I doubt she had planned on performing such an act of kindness when she got out of bed that morning. It was not a previously contemplated act. It emerged organically as an expression of her personal values to help others, and was therefore all the more startling and cherished. She sought no recognition or reward. Her behavior embodies what the Roman statesman Seneca said of kindness. We should give as we would receive, cheerfully, quickly, and without hesitation, for there is no grace in a benefit that sticks to the fingers. This little random act of kindness, seemingly a trivial event in the course of human affairs, illuminated the rest of my day, indeed illuminated the rest of my week and my month. In this world awash in bad news and violence and cruelty, it restored my faith in the goodness of humanity in the midst of a difficult season. As the writer Robert J. Fury has observed, kindness is more than a philosophy of the mind, it is a philosophy of the spirit. Kindness received and kindness given is a spiritual practice. Even the smallest act of kindness brings very well real benefits and is an important part of the larger spiritual pursuit in which we are engaged as Unitarian Universalists. In 1935, the 14th Dalai Lama said, when we feel love and kindness towards others, it not only makes others feel loved and cared for, but it helps us also to develop inner happiness and peace. Only a few weeks ago, I was a recipient of yet another random act of kindness, or rock, R-A-K, rock, as they have come to be known. On vacation in Barcelona, my husband and I were touring one of the city's famous sites, the Batlo House, designed by the visionary architect and dreamer, Antoni Gaudi. I was carrying a small bag across my shoulder that contained my wallet and my glasses and my phone. Gazing upwards at the amazing ceilings and distracted by the audio guide I was wearing on my head, I didn't notice as a young man came up beside me, carefully unzipped my bag and took the wallet. But again, I was saved by a good Samaritan, a young Italian woman who witnessed the attempted theft. Suddenly, she called out in Italian, Batardo, <laughs> bastard, <laughs> at the thief before he could escape. Frightened, he dropped the wallet on the floor and handed it to me as if I had dropped it, an, an old ploy, right? Then slipped away into the depths of the museum before I could grasp what had just occurred. This young woman could have ignored what she saw, but she chose instead to respond with an act of compassion and kindness, saving me the trial of losing my credit cards and ID in a foreign country. I'm sure many of you here today have similar stories of random acts of kindness of which you have been the beneficiary, and no doubt many of you have performed such acts for others. 
In recent years, the idea of random acts of kindness, or rock, has grown into an international movement advertised on cute bumper stickers. There are numerous groups around the world devoted to this cause, including, yes, the Random Acts of Kindness Foundation, whose advocates humorously call themselves Racktivists. <laughs> On their website, they state their goal as, quote, inspiring a culture of kindness in schools, homes, and communities, unquote. They stage kindness raids and promote the observance of Random Acts of Kindness Day every year on February 17th. And I it occurred to me later, I couldn't remember the exact date when this woman helped me on the orange line. Maybe it was February 17th. <laughs> um, among the practical suggestions for racks that the foundation provides on its website are the following. Put some coins in someone else's parking meter. Cut your neighbor's hedge. Stop and help someone replace a flat tire. Hold the train door open for someone rushing to get in. Give another driver your parking spot. And smile a lot. Corporations, too, have noted the rise of this trend and have attempted to incorporate it somewhat cynically into their marketing plans, using social networks like Twitter and Facebook to discover the personal preferences and habits of their customers, companies have surprised them with free shipments of their favorite products. This feels like kindness too, but could hardly be called random. According to most sources, the term random acts of kindness was coined by a woman named Anne Herbert, who wrote the phrase, quote, practice random kindness and senseless acts of beauty, unquote, on a placemat at a restaurant in Sausalito, California in 1982 or 1983. The idea was further developed by British writer Danny Wallace, who wrote a book in 2004 entitled Random Acts of Kindness, 365 Ways to Make the World a Better Place. Wallace has many disciples who call themselves joinees or the Karma Army. They perform racks every Friday. But the basic concept behind the rack movement is nothing new, of course. In fact, virtually all the world's religions advocate the regular practice of kindness in everyday life. This practice is a form of what we also label as altruism, the selfless concern for the welfare of others. In the Jewish faith, this is known as mitzvah. In Christianity, it's the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's stated in various biblical texts, including the well-known passage from Luke you heard earlier in the service. As Unitarians, we value the role of service to others is one of our core spiritual beliefs. Service can come in many forms, both organized, like serving on church committees or helping out at Friday night supper, and spontaneous. Yes, it's true there's something selfish at the root of the golden rule and rocks, what might be called the ethic of reciprocity. The assumption is that when we treat others well, the favor will be returned to us at some time. So there's an idea of getting something back for our kindness. As Aesop declared, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. Words and acts of kindness are a way we can put our spiritual beliefs into immediate practice. We don't need to save the entire world 
to experience grace and divinity. Small gestures can get us there, too. Sometimes small gestures of kindness can also accumulate into a mountain. Take the case of Chiuni Sugihara. Sugihara was the vice consul for the Empire of Japan in Kaunas, Lithuania, in the years just before World War II. In 1939, Germany and the Soviet Union signed what was euphemistically called a non-aggression pact. Under its terms, the independent country of Lithuania was tacitly given to Stalin's USSR by Hitler in return for a promise that the USSR would not interfere when Germany invaded Poland. At the time, Lithuania had a very large Jewish minority population that was increasingly threatened by Hitler's anti-Semitism. Many more Jews had fled to Lithuania from neighboring Poland, where they were being systematically exterminated in ghettos and concentration camps. The Jews in Lithuania were also fearful that the Nazis would invade Lithuania sooner or later and carry out further anti-Semitic atrocities, which is, unfortunately, exactly what did happen in June 1941. Chiuni Sugihara decided to help. His actions recall the words of Martin Luther. You are not only responsible for what you say, but also for what you do not say. Unlike many others who passively stood by as the Jewish people of Lithuania faced annihilation, Sugihara responded with kindness and empathy. During 1940, he issued transit visas to more than 6,000 Jewish refugees in Lithuania. He did so at considerable personal risk and in defiance of the orders of the Japanese government. It's estimated that 40,000 descendants of refugees are alive today due to his actions. He continued issuing visas for entrance into Japan up until the moment he was forced to leave on a train from Kaunas in September 1940, even throwing the documents into the crowd as the train pulled away from the station. For many years, Sugihara's brave acts of kindness were little known, and he never sought recognition or reward. In 1985, the State of Israel belatedly named him to the ranks of the righteous among the nations. Why did Sugihara, a Japanese diplomat unrelated by culture or religion to the Jews of Lithuania, do what he did? These are his words. You want to know about my motivation, don't you? Well, it's the kind of sentiments anyone would have when he actually sees refugees face to face, begging with tears in their eyes. He just cannot help but sympathize with them. Among the refugees were the elderly and women. They were so desperate that they went so far as to kiss my shoes. Yes, I actually witnessed such scenes with my own eyes. People in Tokyo were not united. I felt it silly to deal with them, so I made up my mind not to wait for their reply. I knew that somebody would surely complain about me in the future. But I myself thought this would be the right thing to do. There is nothing wrong in saving many people's lives. The spirit of humanity, philanthropy, neighborly friendship. With this spirit, I ventured to do what I did, confronting this most difficult situation. And because of this reason, I went ahead with redoubled courage. 
It often takes courage to be kind, whether helping someone on the subway or preventing injustice. Kindness is a spiritual practice that needs to be exercised daily. Don't underestimate the power of even the smallest acts of kindness. As Cahil Gibran wrote, the smallest act of kindness is worth more than the greatest intention. So my friends, go ahead. Be a Ractivist. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.